John Ferreca on SAFM. Let's go from one super female star to another super female star. We're joined on the line worldwide. She's, she's known across the globe. She's known to you and I as well. Marsha Cox, pleasure chatting to you. Thank you very much for chatting to us. Uh, how's things going? You're still in the Netherlands. How are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. Are you st- <laughs> Just enjoying the, the heat, the summer heat. Uh, shush, man. It's warm here already. You know what South Africa's I like. I know. I know. I know. But I have to just say that it's... It's at least nice to have a little bit of, of warmth as well. <laughs> Marcia, I just think you're looking for positives. How could you retire and leave hockey so empty? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's painful. It's, it really was a difficult decision to make. But, um, yeah, there comes a time when I guess you have to mm. uh, make other decisions in your life. And um i've been part of the national team for 14 years mm. and it's, it's dominated every single choice that i've made in in my life in terms of um following the corporate career path or following my sports career and um and now when i look back at it uh, it's really sad that i have very little to show for <laughs> always choosing hockey mm. um ahead of anything else but um if i want to plan ahead and also settle down a bit I have to unfortunately hang up my hockey stick Mm. Uh, you, you said a lot in that little sentence, which I'm going to have to unpack. You said you've got very little to show for it. You obviously have the medals and the trophies and and, and all those yeah. other things that you accepted. And the experience. And ex- obviously the experience, which we'll go into in a sec. Yeah. But uh, when you say very little, what do you mean? Well, um, unfortunately, playing hockey in South Africa means that you are forced to uh, juggle between studies, full-time studies, that is, and um or a full time job and playing as well. And because uh we don't earn any money while we're playing, every every little penny that you earn while you working or doing any student job goes straight into supporting your hockey career. So after fourteen years you're not able to uh even put a deposit down on the house based on the on money that you've generated through through your sport. So in terms of that, that's what I mean, uh, nothing, very little to show for it. And, of course, the experiences that you've you've had and the relationships that you've um, built over the years are invaluable, but there's that harsh reality of you need a house to live in. So you've done all this. You've done all this for the country. You've made all those sacrifices, and now you're struggling to make a living, I guess. Uh, yeah, basically. Well, now it's the reality check of finding a job and um, and starting starting your your other career path. What are you going to do? Well, um, I'm currently still involved with hockey, which is something that um, I'm really enjoying. I'm currently um, on the FIH Athletes Committee, which I really. Like I said, I'm really enjoying all these other challenges that still keep me um, tied to hockey, that still keep me focused on something that I'm extremely passionate about mm. um, and obviously con- close, closely connected to uh, the players, which um, I, I still consider myself, <laughs> even <laughs> though, you know, it's, it's a change. 
But um, yeah, I'm really enjoying that. I'm also um, have decided to be the manager of my club team, which is quite exciting because it also, like I said, it just it just fulfills the same purpose. It just keeps me connected to the game and connected to the people. And um, I, I'd like to still stay connected to South African hockey um, as much as possible, but I'll, that that decision isn't in my hands. I was going to say, hopefully you do come to South Africa, but like you said, it's, it's a financial thing. And, and if you're making money in the Netherlands, I know that Taryn Bright also is staying over there as well. It's what you have to do, isn't it? Yeah, it is. But um, I definitely want to stay involved with, with uh, South Africa, but... Um, it's actually not a financial thing. It's more a decision-making of um, the decision-makers have to sort of figure out where and if I can fit okay. in. I believe you're having a baby soon. Is that right? Yes, in January oh, 2016. I know everything. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the other challenge of being a female uh, sports person. Mm. You know, you're either... When it comes to starting a family, you either have to do it earlier and then you can go into the game, or if you wait too long, you, like myself, are, um, yeah, you, you sort of have that reality of, well, I'm a little too old to, to have a baby and then get back into it mm. in time for, for the next major event. So um, in terms of timing, I guess, it's bad timing, but it's also good timing. You know, there's never a right way or wrong way. But mm. males can fortunately continue and their wives will be at home having the babies. Mm. And for us females, we've got to face that harsh reality of when would you like to start a family? I was just looking through your, your farewell speech here. You thank the national coaches for them. Uh, Ros Hall, Jen King, Giles Bonnet. Uh, so you've gone through three different coaches. What, what, is, what is your fondest memory, shall we say, of, of your hockey career for the South Africans? Wow, there's so many. But um, one of the things that I'm really proud of, that I love bragging about, is uh, being part of the 2004 Athens Olympic team where we were the only ones to be Germany, mm. the gold medal medalist for the um, Olympics. So despite uh, finishing ninth at that tournament, we were actually the only ones to, to beat the winners. And that I'm really proud of. And that's a moment I'll never forget. But there's just so many, you know, over the years, you just, there's just so many fond, great memories on and off the field mm. and just being out there with the, uh, your best mates because you spend so much time together that you you very much become family. Let's go back a little bit and and you say in your speech as well, as a six year old you had the opportunity to play school hockey and you you thanked those coaches and staff to to find you. I guess that was where it started. If they hadn't said, Marsha, you can play hockey, you would probably be doing something completely different now. Well, it was also very different for me because my mum played hockey mm -hmm. um, and she was one of the hockey coaches. And she has coached, um, she's, she's played provincial hockey and also, um, back in the apartheid days, she played for the Sakos South African women's hockey team and has gone to play for provincial teams after that as well as being the South African under 18 coach. So in terms of like that connection to the next steps, I guess it's, it's, it's what sort of, um, available, but the reason I mentioned my primary school is because um, if I look at where I came from, 
um, it took a lot of sacrifices from the parents as well as the teachers to get us to our games where mm-hmm. we would be. Uh, it's, I don't think it's a lot of parents would to would raise their eyebrows at this, but it would be like six kids crossed on the back seat of a car, you know, <laughs> to get us to, to hockey. And those are the sacrifices that um, people who were just willing to to do more to give us the that exposure that they didn't have or to give us those experiences that they were short of. Um, those are the things that I really appreciate because, you, you know, it's so easy for parents to, to just say, well, I can't, so I have to work or mm. I can't uh, uh, take you to your training session because um, I don't have a car. Um, yet in our neighborhood, there were just so many people, particularly the teachers, like I said, who um, were quite prepared to make the sacrifices and to just pile us in the car and get us to the games <laughs> and get us to training sessions because they knew how important it was for us to get that experience as well. Uh, I'm just watching Tully spelling your name incorrectly on Facebook. Yeah, come on, Tully. Okay. He's, he's trying to put a Facebook <laughs> link up. You, you've made it. You, you, you paint a picture of, of South African hockey with, with the lack of payments and there's no future once you finish, and it's great to play. Is there a future in South African hockey, or is this just what is having, having to happen? You guys were sponsored. You guys seem to be always be sponsored. Um, yeah, we have been fortunate enough to be sponsored, but the sponsorships actually just cover your tournament. Mm. Um, so in terms of the future, I think that there's always going to be a bright future for South African hockey. Then the school competition is extremely competitive. It's, it's exciting. The numbers are massive. And the university competition is also mm. um, quite exciting and quite competitive. So there's always going to be a future for South African hockey. But in terms of that professional future, um, that I think is up and coming. Mm -hmm. And I believe that 2016, there'll be some really exciting things to look forward to in terms of a more professional setup. But I think it's going to take a few more years before hockey can be one of the uh, top paying sports. Um, and I hope it, it it can be fast tracked and happen a lot sooner because that's what's happened with the rest of the world. They went for, literally from one year to the next mm. in uh, players being in the same boat as as we have been um, to players actually being on full time programs and receiving um, funding. So they, with that support, it it just takes you hockey to the next level and it generates more sponsors and that snowball effect in a positive light just keeps happening. So I hope that that happens really, really quickly in an aggressive way in South Africa, but I do believe that it will be happening. And um, But like in terms of a future post-hockey career, um, I think in terms of hockey players, it's a full, it's, you can see it as a positive thing. Because we know we've got to create that our own post-career uh, future. We are a lot more determined. We're a lot more disciplined. We've studied while while playing, uh, while being unpaid professionals. Because mm-hmm. that's what we are. We're not amateurs. We are unpaid professionals. So we've, we've achieved a lot um, on the sidelines that set us up for, for our post-hockey uh, careers. And I think that that's a huge compliment to us. And you can also see it in the negative light of, well, 
if we were footballers or if we were rugby players, we would have that financial start. But mm. the reality is you can put that question mark on how many of them actually have that tertiary education behind their financial start. Marsha Cox, it's been a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you very much for supporting us and representing South Africa on the hockey fields. And good luck to you, your baby, and your future career. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks. Marsha Cox joining us here on SAFM Sports Special.